Nurse.com is proud to be a sponsor of the Ask Nurse Alice podcast. As the premier destination for nursing knowledge and resources, Nurse.com supports your passion for healthcare with an unrivaled collection of tools, articles, and courses tailored for the nursing community. Get your daily dose of things you need to know for your nursing journey. Discover the world of nursing like never before with Nurse.com. Empower your practice, advance your career, and enrich your knowledge. Nurse.com. It's your nurse life all in one place. You're listening to Ask Nurse Alice, presented by Nurse.org, where Alice Benjamin combines no-nonsense advice with thought-provoking interviews. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Ask Nurse Alice podcast. I'm your host, Alice Benjamin, clinical nurse specialist and family nurse practitioner. So first off, I hope everyone is doing well and is living a healthy and happy life. And if you had some challenges this past week, don't worry, I had some too. I had my share of ups and downs, but you know what? Hey, sometimes things need to fall apart so they can fall in place. So just know I'm here for you. And you know who else is here for you? Nurse.org. So if you're someone who's thinking of becoming a nurse in nursing school or a new nurse, or maybe you're thinking of advancing your career in nursing, or just want to know anything and everything nursing, visit nurse.org. On today's show, I want to talk about something that... isn't always easy to talk about. It is a delicate subject, but you know what? It's something we really need to talk about. It's really important. And I don't know when there's ever a right or good time to talk about this. So we're going to talk about it now because I've seen a lot of things happening on the internet, on social media, and this life, you know, these past several months, we've been in this world pandemic. So we've seen a lot of death and dying and other things going on. And so I really want to talk about how to support a friend or a colleague during the grieving process. And let me preface this conversation by just sharing again with you all that I lost my mother last year before the pandemic uh, shut down the nation. And so I really was going through so many different emotions, really intense sadness, grief, depression one day. And the next day, I would kind of be okay, but I know for a fact that it was very challenging for people that knew me, people who were in my immediate family, people who were close family friends, people who were friends, people who were coworkers, and the people who didn't really know me but knew of me. I think each and every one of them had their own challenges with how they could approach me or what they could say or what they could do just because my pain was so intense. My emotions were probably challenging and difficult for them, which really made them uncomfortable sometimes, I'm pretty sure. And because they were uncomfortable, they didn't really know how to offer support. They wanted to, but they really didn't know how to do it. So it was kind of like two opposite polars. I had some people who just the condolences and the support came like raining down. And sometimes it was too much. It was just too heavy for me at times. And then some people who literally kind of went ghost because they didn't know what to say. They didn't know what to do. Both parties seeing me hurt, hurt them. So I know this is really a topic that is worth talking about because I think when we have people that we know who lose someone, 
When they're sad, we're sad. Even if you don't know the person that they lost. But if they lost a parent or an uncle or an aunt and you've lost one too, you can empathize with that. And so you can also feel their pain that way. So one of the things in my own experience with my family and that whole ordeal was because of the intense emotions, the different feelings that everyone was feeling, I don't know that we were ever all really on one page. So it was hard for people to approach us. And because of these intense feelings and this edginess and sensitivity and everything, it made it hard for us to talk. And really, sometimes we were too sensitive and things that people meant to come off as one way were interpreted as something different. And it's how could you say that? How could you do that? This is not an appropriate time. And really, the other person was just trying to be caring and loving and offer their condolences. So it really set the stage for the potential for there to be a lot of miscommunication and misinterpretation of actions, as well as silence. So that's where I'm coming from when it comes to this, this podcast and this show. And listen, Auntie Alice knows a thing or two. Okay, I've been around this block for a while. I'm a mom. I've had my own life challenges and I feel like I really have some experience that I want to offer to some of my colleagues who might be struggling with some of this. And listen, I don't claim to know everything, but those things I do know, I'm always happy to share, just like I'm always happy to learn from other people. But one thing I do know is that when someone you care about is grieving after a loss, it can be difficult to know what to say and to know what to do. The people who are grieving, they struggle with intense and painful emotions, including depression, anger, guilt, and sadness. And sometimes the person who's grieving can feel isolated and alone in their grief because of the pain, because of the emotions. Again, it can make people uncomfortable and unsure of how to best offer their support. And, you know, you may be afraid of intruding or saying the wrong thing or making your friend or coworker or loved one feel even worse at a difficult time. Because while you might be trying to you know, commemorate the person who they lost or share your condolences, you really have to assess. Let's bring that ad pie in here. Assess, diagnose, plan, intervention, evaluation. Let's bring those nursing skills in here. Assess. The first thing is assess. Assess the situation. Assess the person. Look at the timing of things. Is it too soon to come on so heavy with all of the condolences? Well, I think that's kind of a tricky question there because it may depend on your relationship with the person who's grieving. Are you someone who is truly family, truly like besties, really close friends? Because if that's the case, listen, I want to hear from you. I want to, you know, be by my side, even if you don't know what to say, just how are you holding up? Is there anything that I can get you right now? You know, I'm sorry for what happened. I'm not sure what to say right now, but I'm here. If you want to listen, to me, if I can say some things and you want me to talk, that's fine. If you want me to just shut my pie hole and be here for you, I can do that. If you need me to get something for you or take something off your plate, I can do that. But if you are someone who is really close to the person who is grieving, then by all means, try your best to be present because that is so important. So important. Now, how you offer your condolences and show support might be different if you are perhaps an associate or a coworker who, you know, you're friendly with the person who's grieving, but maybe you're not tight, tight, tight like that. In that case, you know, you might want to send a card, might want to send some flowers. I heard about your loss. I'm so sorry. Just thinking of you. Let me know how I can help you. 
and then back off. Just back off. Because, and I'm not saying that to be mean or anything. I'm not saying that you shouldn't care for your coworker or your your friend or your associate, whatever you want to call them. But it's a lot that they're going through. They're processing a lot of emotions and feelings. They're having family dynamics change and, you know, lots of responsibilities and things that are going on behind the scene when someone passes away. Thank you for being there. But maybe you just need to share that you're grieving with them. You're sorry. You're here. Let them call on you when they need you. Just take a step back. You're not taking a step back because you don't care. You're taking a step back because you want to give them their space. Let them breathe. Let them go through what they're going through. Let them process their emotions. Let them figure some shit out first and then come to you. So there's that group. And then there's the group of people who you don't really know them, but you know of them. So when I say that, it's like you don't have their phone number. You don't have their email all you got in social media and you're just going to slide through the DMs. That's like, if that's the extent of your content, then you don't really know them personally per se. And I know some of, some of y'all might say, well, nurse Alice, it's different now because in social media, we're a social community and we're a social family. And yes, you are. And it's all social facts. So sorry, not meaning to rain on anybody's parade. I'm not, but I'm just going to tell you the real deal. Holyfield. Okay. Look, many of you guys have had your own experiences with, the loss of a loved one. And let me say, not even a loss of a love. It could be your pet. It could be the loss of a job, but you've grieved something in your life, a relationship. And there are some people you wanted to hear from and some you're just like, eh, thanks, but I'm gonna hit you up later type of thing. And some people are just like, I don't even know why they said anything. Not in a mean way, but you know, when you're going through the motions, you just don't have a lot of energy for a lot of extra people. You just don't. And so if you're in that kind of, I don't know you, but know of you. Yes, you can still show support. Absolutely, dutely. And it's not to say that you don't care about the person and that you don't love the person. Listen, with social media, we have learned to become friends and family with people all around the world and ain't never, ever going to see them in life, period, ever. Probably never even talk to them, but on other on social. But just understand, play your position. Yes, I said it, play your position. And this is no shade, no shade. Because let me say this, as someone who has grieved the loss of my mother, again, some people came too heavy with it, too heavy. And some people I really wanted by my side. This is some serious stuff right here. If you are in that close friend category, you have the phone number, y'all text, y'all have hung out, you've gone on trips, you got pictures together, be there for your friend. But know this. You do not have to tell everybody your moves when you're being there for your friend. It does not need to be a public display. So while the cards are nice, flowers are nice, you know, directly communicating to that person. I'm just going to throw in the mix of social media here. Social media has made it so you can communicate anything and everything at any time to anyone. Listen, when someone is grieving, sometimes the name, when you say the person's name, that can be triggering. You can... Show them pictures and it can be triggering. You can bring up stories and it can be triggering. So again, if you are not in that category A VIP section of close friend, close family, you know, sometimes all those wonderful things that you want to do, the commemorations, the slide decks, the picture books, the, the tributes on social media, all that stuff, take a seat. 
no shade. Just, just take a seat right now. Hold on to your presentation. We will use it. We would love to see it later, but maybe not right now because the person is grieving. Don't trigger them by adding what could be received as accessory or unnecessary communication at that time. Again, someone who's grieving only has so much time, so much energy that they can expend on other things because they are trying to keep themselves together. Listen, when my mom passed away, I barely had enough energy to bathe myself and to eat, right? I didn't care what I looked like. I didn't care what I had on. My hair wasn't combed, like laundry wasn't done. I just didn't have a lot of energy and I needed to pull myself together. And I know that there are people who wanted to be there for me. And I'm so thankful for the people that were there for me. But let me say this, when it comes to supporting someone who's grieving, understand the grieving process. The better you understand the grief and how they can heal, the better equipped you'll be at helping that person. So there really is no wrong or right way to grieve. Grief does not always unfold in a proper order or have predictable stages. I know that there are stages of grieving. What are they? They're denial, anger, depression, bargaining, and acceptance, okay? These are true live people and emotions and take that textbook stuff and stick it somewhere else. The point is everyone grieves differently, so avoid telling your loved one what they should be doing or how they should be feeling, okay? And know that grief may involve some extreme emotions and behaviors. Feelings of guilt, anger, despair, and fear, all of those things are common. A grieving person may yell at the top of their lungs, obsess about the person's death, lash out at loved ones, or cry for hours on end. And your loved one, the person who's grieving, just needs reassurance that what they feel is normal. It's okay. Don't judge them or take their grief reactions personally. That's important because if you do something and they have an extreme emotion, that's triggering. Don't trigger them. Let them feel what they feel, think what they think, and just be present in whatever shape, form, or fashion that may be and whenever they need. And know that there's no set timetable for grieving. For some people, uh, recovery after bereavement can take anywhere from 18 to 24 months. And for others, it could be longer or it could be shorter. So don't pressure your loved one to move on or to make them feel like they're grieving too long because this can actually slow down the healing process. Now, knowing what to say to someone who's grieving. While many of us worry about what to say to the grieving person, it's actually more important to listen. Some of y'all doing too much talking, too many tributes and too many of all this other stuff, fighting battles that you know nothing about and doing all of these things. And listen, again, this ain't about any one particular person, but when someone has died, many people just want to find peace in the situation. We don't want to argue. We don't want to beef. We don't want to keep anything that has any potential negativity alive in this moment because we are focused on healing and peace and just trying to pull ourselves together, okay? That's really what it's about. So be present, listen compassionately, and you know, take your cues from the grieving person, okay? Simply being there and listening to them can be a huge source of comfort and healing. Don't feel like you have to do something, especially if you weren't asked. Take a seat. Yes, I said it, take a seat. Now, how do you talk to someone or listen to someone who's grieving? Well. You should never force someone to open up. 
It's important to let your grieving friend or your loved one know you're there to listen if they want to talk about the loss. So you've all, you've seen it. I mean, many people have said this, you know, our family, you know, please respect our privacy as we go through this moment. That's because they don't want to talk. They don't want to talk about unnecessary things when they're trying to keep it together. I totally understand that. When it came to my situation with my mom, I really didn't want to talk to anybody extra. I didn't. It's not because I don't love you and you're not my friend and I don't appreciate working with you and all those other great things. It's just, baby, I was tired. I was like exhausted and hurting inside. And we have to understand that about one another. Okay. Don't make it about you. It's not about you. Okay. It's not about you. So unless you were asked to do something by the family, by the significant other, or unless that person personally told you, this is my mission in life and this is what I want to do and please carry this torch, you know, something like that. Listen, wait, there is a time and there's a place for everything. Okay. It's just that right now may not be the time, especially if it just happened. And I mean, And I hate that I even have to say this, but especially if, you know, arrangements for the person hasn't been made, there hasn't been like a ceremony, a wake or a funeral. This can be very triggering and people are very sensitive. Again, you can mean the best, the best, the best, the best. And it can be interpreted as something different, something insensitive, something rude. And I know that's not what you mean, but it's important for us to understand the dynamics of all this when it's going on. Again, don't feel like you have to jump in and do something unless you've been asked to do it. You know, acknowledge the situation. You can say something like, you know, I heard your father died. And, you know, using the word died might even be triggering for some people. Some people might use the word pass or you lost your father. So again, you kind of have to know your friend or your coworker and assess the situation and handle them accordingly because the last thing we want to do is trigger them you want to be present you want to be available but you don't want to step on their toes or push the gas pedal on something that ain't meant to go right now express your concern you can say you know i'm sorry to hear that this happened to you and let them tell you what it is they would like to tell you maybe they have so many great memories of their loved one, but they're not ready to talk about it right now. Don't make them talk about it. Okay. Be patient. Really be patient. All right. Give them the opportunity to tell their story. And when they're ready to tell their story, each time they tell their story, the pain will lessen, but let them pull the trigger on that. Okay. By listening patiently and compassionately, you're helping your coworker, your friend, your loved one to heal after that loss. You can ask them how they feel, right? The emotions of grief can change rapidly. So don't assume you know how they feel. If you've gone through a similar loss, you can share your experience. That might help. But remember, grief is an intensely individual experience. No two people experience it exactly the same way. So don't claim to know what the person is feeling and compare your grief to others. Again, put the emphasis on listening instead. Ask them to tell you how they're feeling and what they would like you to do. And let the grieving person know it's okay to cry. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to break down. It's okay to be quiet. I mean, don't try to reason with them over how they should or shouldn't feel. Grief is highly emotional. 
So let them feel free to express their feelings, no matter how irrational it is, without fear and without judgment, without argument and without criticism. This is not the time. And be genuine in your communication. Don't try to minimize their loss by providing simple solutions or offer unsolicited advice. It is far better to just listen to your loved one or simply admit, I'm not sure what to say, but I want you to know that I care and I'm here. And be willing to sit in some awkward silence, okay? If they don't feel like talking, they don't feel like talking. Offer comfort to them by simply just being company. I've said to my friends, I'm not exactly sure what to say right now. I want you to know I love you. I'm here. If you want, I will just sit in the room with you. And if you want to hug, I'm here to hug. You want to hold hands, I'm here to hold hands. If you want a shoulder to cry on, I'm here. Whatever you need, I'm here. You need me to go to the grocery store and get something for your family, I'm here. Just offer your support, okay? Let them know you're here to help. If they need you for a specific task, they will let you know, okay? Sometimes we can want to be a superhero and be there for someone. I mean, for the most part, most of y'all who are listening are nurses. We are in the business of caring for people, okay? We're actually in the business for the most part of saving lives. And it's the, you know, 80-20 rule, right? 80% 80 we're saving lives, 20% we are helping to someone find comfort in a quality of life as they transition. We're not always comfortable with that. So dealing with any capacity of death and dying can really be uncomfortable, especially if you've not had a lot of personal experience yourself. So please take what I'm saying and know that it is coming from a kind place. It is coming from someone who has experienced grief and loss of both parents, of an ideal job, of friends, of a relationship, like really I promise, like I'm literally almost ready to cry doing this podcast, but then if I started to sniffle, you guys would not understand me. So I'm trying to hold it together right now. I'm just saying, let's just be more kind, more considerate of how we console our friends and coworkers and know which bucket you're in. And that's no shade to say that you're in a bucket. I'm just saying that for a categorical reason. So I don't want anybody to take something from this podcast and run with it. Don't do it. Don't come for me either. I'm gonna let you know that because Auntie Alice is here to help y'all, right? I'm like your favorite auntie who's going to tell you all the stuff that you really need to know so you can know better and do better. That's really what all this is about. Listen, all the bickering, all the fighting, all the disagreements, all the but she said this and he said that and all this anger and carrying on fights and keeping disagreements alive after a loved one has passed away, let her go. And definitely keep that offline and out of public view because that is so disrespectful for people to be arguing about the commemoration and the honor of someone that everyone loves and cares about. Okay, again, this is not about you. It ain't about your tribute. It ain't about your post. It ain't about whatever you're doing to kind of carry this torch on. You can do all that in private. I don't even know why you're sharing it. If you're going to do it and it's genuine, do it. Don't talk about it. Be about it. And keep all that arguing and all that stuff offline because that's not what the family needs to see. That's not what the person who passed would want to see. And that's not what anyone who cares about this person wants to see. So keep it offline. I'm not saying... We shouldn't carry the torch, continue the mission, carry out someone's legacy. That is not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that strife, disagreement, arguments, 
that all needs to come to a halt. It is not the time. The time is to celebrate the person who has passed away. Give them honor. Give them peace. Give the family honor and peace. And the way that you can do that is by playing your position. Now, if you got confused, maybe you need to rewind this podcast and listen to it again. Because I gave three different categorical buckets of what you should do in each bucket. I really did. Now, let me just say this part If you're really a co-worker or someone who is more of an associate or someone who knows of someone and you don't know them, again, I am not going to minimize anything that you might be going through because you could, again, when people I know and care for lose someone, I feel like I lose something too. I want them to be happy. I don't want to see them hurt. So I'm going to do my best to be there for them in the best way that I can. And sometimes I just need to be present and offer support. When you're ready, if you want me to help you to do something, I can do it. I'm going to be on standby. I'm here for you when you need me. I am not going to take it upon myself to lead some mission or some charge that I was not invited to do. And that's just how it is. And I don't know, this might be cultural. I don't know, but I'm half black, half Filipino. And that's just how I was raised. I don't necessarily want to make this about culture, religion, or race, but let's do keep in mind that those things are significant. Uh, And especially when you are dealing with someone who is grieving, because those things may contribute to why someone is feeling the way that they're feeling or how they're processing something. So let's not be ignorant of those things. But for this sake of this podcast, I just wanted to share a little information and knowledge about how you can be there for someone who is grieving the loss of a loved one, of a job, a relationship, something of importance to them. Because I know where your heart is. Your heart is, you know, you care for your family, friend, coworker, or associate, or social media friend. But I think we also need to know that it's not about us, it's about the person. So please, let's be considerate. Let's be sensitive. Let's use our judgment and common sense and all those type of things to identify when is the best time for me to say and do something? Is this the best thing for me to say or do? And if I do this, am I doing this because I'm genuine? Because if you really are doing acts of kindness and being supportive, it doesn't need a public platform to do so. So guys, I'm Nurse Alice. I'm hoping this episode wasn't all over the place, but I felt compelled to share these things because of so many things that are going on in society today. And listen, people are losing loved ones left and right, you know, a lot from COVID pandemic, from other things. And then life, life has changed. So some people are losing jobs and you know, relationships and so many different things. And it's just really important to be there for one another and be there for one another in the right way. So, you know, my tagline, I always like to say, be kind to one another, make good choices and live well, my friends. Till next time. Thanks for listening to Ask Nurse Alice. Visit nurse.org for nursing career, education and community resources.